Another edition of 99 Questions. I am your host, Bob Buell, and normally this is a oddly numbered interview show where we ask all sorts of interesting people interesting questions, and today will be no different, and yet very different. I'm not interviewing one person here today. I have interviewed multiple folks over at PAX East 2023 in beautiful Boston, Massachusetts. I was able to attend as a media personality. That's not what they call them. Uh, I was able to attend and able to interview many developers for video games, for tabletop games, all over the place on the show floor. I was uh, bebopping and scatting all over the place, uh, able to interview so many of these wonderful folks who brought their video games to be played and talked about and uh, maybe promoted a little bit at PAX, one of the biggest gaming conventions in the land. Uh, So what you're going to hear in this episode is me walking the show floor. I apologize in advance if the audio sounds a little bit rough, Uh, but it's a a packed show floor. You get to hear the raucous of the crowd, me talking in real life to all these wonderful folks, all these wonderful developers of their games as they talk passionately about their projects. But I warn them all up front, as a tax to to uh, promote their work and talk about their projects, I did have to ask each of them a couple of the questions. The vaunted list of 99 questions. They all had a lot of fun. I know I had a lot of fun. So without any further ado, we've got a lot of folks at a wonderful PAX East to talk to. So I guess the question to past me would be, am I ready? And my answer would be, yes. Yes, I am. All right, we are here on the PAX show floor. We are seeing Toy Tactics, and we are joined by a great gentleman right here, a fantastic uh, developer here. Please tell me your name and your involvement uh, in the game here. Thank you. Uh, I'm Antonio, uh, leader of Kraken Empire and main programmer for Toy Tactics. Well, uh, I could say right now, I've just done the demo for it. This game is fantastic. This is right up my alley. I am a, a big Tactics fan. Uh, Fire Emblem, Midnight Suns, anything in between. Uh, and I, 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 I do say, I know you're not part of the graphics team, <laughs> but the aesthetic on this is fantastic. The little wobbly physics of all the characters, how they move around. It's, it's like the best miniatures you've ever had. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much. My artists uh, are going to love that comment too. <laughs> now, uh, what, what, what part in this project really, you know, really grabbed you? Like, I, I know you were mentioning before that the, kind of the, the toys come from a certain inspiration of yours. Like, what really uh, engaged you in this project? Um, we wanted to create a, a, a simple RTS game that engages you because you feel like the commander and you are kind of uh, uh, commanding all your units at the same time with very simple orders, but very complex uh, maneuvers mm. in, in, in a very simple way. So we wanted to create a, an engaging game that gets you 
doing things all the time. You can control your units, uh, casting spells, and moving here and splitting and rejoining and surrounding. So it's uh, kind of fun to, to play and, and, and just experiment around with the physics, with the gameplay, with the strategy, with the tactics. Absolutely. I 100% agree. Uh, do you know when this game is coming out or when is it going into alpha or beta or anything like that? We launched on Early Access last Friday. Oh, So okay. it's just available from a few days ago. Yeah. So we are receiving feedback. So if you buy the game, if you play, if you have any feedback, please let us know. And where can people learn more about the game? Is it available on Steam or, or from your website directly? Yeah, uh, we have Steam. We are, the, the game is published in Early Access in Steam. You can play on deck or Steam or anything. Yeah. You can contact us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We have a Discord server too, so oh, you nice. can join and, and talk with us directly. I think it's the easiest way to ask things or anything. So yeah. any feedback, any questions, please come to the server and, and, <laughs> and talk with us. I love it. Well, uh, your game is fantastic. I really appreciate you taking the time to show me this game. But I do have a couple questions for you, okay. if you don't mind. <laughs> Uh, my, my podcast is called 99 Questions. I always ask people the same questions from uh, game developers, musicians, actors, writers, comedians, anybody. So I just got a couple of random questions for you, if, okay. you'd, if you'd be so bold. Uh, question number one, what's the perfect breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, for me, the perfect breakfast is uh, eggs and then bacon and uh, orange juice, Ooh. eggs, bacon, and uh, cheese and bread. I think. What kind of bread? Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm Spanish, so uh, a kind of a Spanish bread or French bread. I like it. I like it. <laughs> All right, question two. Who's the coolest dude? <laughs> uh, real or? Real, fake, anything in between. Whoa. <laughs> it's a big so it's a difficult question. Yeah? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, whoa. Don't know what to answer to that. <laughs> or just a relatively, someone who's pretty cool. Someone that's pretty cool. Um, Maybe not ooh. the coolest. There's a lot of pressure behind that. But. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> quite, quite difficult to answer. Uh, no idea. Okay. Hey, <laughs> no I'm, idea. I'm going to say you, because I think no, you're I a pretty cool so. dude. I don't think so. <laughs> I think anyone else. But, uh... <laughs> Everyone else gets second. Yeah. I think you're taking the gold there. All right, one more question for you. Steak, chicken, or fish? Uh, steak. Steak? Yeah, How steak. do you want your steak cooked? Uh, uh, um, um, not raw, but not very raw. Uh, kind okay. of... Uh, a rare, medium yeah, rare? Rare, medium, yeah. There. Yeah, something like in between them. Not, like not bloody. Yes. <laughs> not bloody. <laughs> Perfect. Well, you've been very generous here to answer my very silly questions. Uh, you have a wonderful game. One more time. Uh, anything you want to promote about Toy Tactics? Because I... It gets my stamp of approval. I love it. <laughs> now, um, just uh, we are trying to create a, a real-time stay game that's very simple, that lowers the entry barrier, so that anyone can enjoy the real-time city general and the tactics and, yeah. and uh, strategic maneuvers. So if you are curious, just come and take a look. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh. Anytime. All right, we are back on the PAX East show floor, Boston, the Windy City. I think that's what they call it. Uh, and we are here, uh, if you wouldn't mind uh, telling us uh, your name, yep. uh, the title here you're presenting. Yeah, and, uh, no problem. You're working my, on. my name is Avi Winkler. 
and I am the creative director on Every Day We Fight, being developed at Signal Space Lab in Montreal. Ah. I myself work remotely from Vancouver. Nice. Uh, I moved out to Vancouver about five years ago to work as a lead narrative designer on uh, Gears of War 5. Ah. So, a little indie title. Yeah, five, yeah a little yeah. indie title. Uh, <laughs> little known. <laughs> but uh, yeah, since then I, uh, I, I decided to get into indie gaming and, and work with a smaller studio, smaller team. Yeah. And it's been really, really great working with a tight group of people from all over the world, really. The Signal Space Lab has uh, me in Vancouver. We have several people in Montreal, but we also have somebody in Barcelona, somebody in, in Bruges. Wow. Uh, we have somebody in uh, Ecuador. So we're really spread out uh, working remotely. If there's anything that the pandemic has done is really opened up the avenues of who you can have on your team. It yeah. doesn't have to be somebody who lives in your city anymore. So it, it's, it's really opened up the opportunities for us to get talent from all over the world. Yeah. Uh, so it's been it's been really great. And uh, I'm really enjoy working, uh, enjoying working with a small group of people that are really passionate about this type of game. And uh, Every Day We Fight is a turn-based tactics game uh, that uh, brings uh, something, a few things that are actually really new to the genre. Um, in your typical tactics game, you'll, uh, you know, you, you'll end your turn. It's, your instinct will be sit back, <laughs> take your fingers off the keyboard, cross your fingers and hope for the best, and that you survive the enemy turn and that you can uh, you know, adjust your plan when your turn comes back around. Yeah. Well, in Every Day We Fight, we don't want you taking your fingers off the keyboard or the mouse. We want you to always be involved, constant player agency. So even during the enemy turn, when you're taking fire, you can spend a reflex action point on a, on a scatter move. So you can scatter and evade enemy, enemy fire. Yeah. You get one reflex point per character per turn cycle, but you can use it on an overwatch, you can use it on a, on a scatter, like I said, but each character has a unique scatter ability. Uh, sorry, not scatter ability, tired. Day's, day's been long. It's been a long day. Uh, has a unique uh, reflex action. So Vivian has the uh, kill assist. So if one of your allies during your turn gets an enemy down to near dead, her kill assist opportunity will kick off. And if you choose to trigger it, you can open fire on an enemy to, to finish them off. Mm. You get a few free shots to finish them off. Yeah. Leo has covering fire. Covering fire is during the enemy turn. This is an example of a, of a reflex ability that happens during the enemy's turn. So an enemy starts shooting at an ally. That ally takes enough damage. Yeah. Leo can trigger his covering ability, covering fire ability, and open fire on that enemy that was causing trouble. However, yeah. because every day we fight is not a choose a unit to shoot at a unit and then hope you hit them with some <laughs> magical percentage point in the background, we have free aim. Yes. We have free aim. You can choose what you want to shoot, where you want to shoot it, when you want to shoot it, and how many times you want to shoot it, provided you have enough AP. But so when Leo's kick, covering fire kicks off, you don't have to shoot at the en enemy that the game is saying was the problem. Yeah. You can say, well, that enemy over there has less health. So let me focus on that enemy, yeah. fire a couple of shots on him, take his health down, and now Vivian's kill assist goes, oh, I can take care of him. <laughs> so you chain re you cause a chain reaction with these reflex actions. Yeah. Dylan, our third character, has a reflex ability called proximity punch. 
Should an enemy make the stupid mistake of getting too close to Dylan during their turn, Dylan's proximity punch will fire off and he'll be able to move into them and knock them out with a, with a heavy punch. Take them, out of the, take them out of the equation for about two or three turns. While they're on the ground, you can pop them in the kneecap and finish them off if you <laughs> want to. But, or you can just be like, all right, that, guy, that enemy's not a problem for now. I'll deal with them later. So it's really about finding these opportunities to chain these actions together. Yeah. And now you had a chance to play the game. I don't know if, uh, if you had an opportunity to discover the cover lean system. Oh, I certainly did. Yes. Okay. Excellent. So yeah. that is a new feature that we are bringing to the genre where how many times have you played a tactics game where you've been on a balcony, you're standing at the railing, there's an enemy down below you, just in front of you, you can't shoot him. Where you know in the right? real world, you know in the real it world, would... you can shoot him and it's just, you, 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 you just can't. Yeah. Well, in everyday we fight, you can. Yeah. Because we have a feature called cover lean where when you're, when you're stacked up in a cover position, whether it be at a window opening, a door frame, or any low cover position, a uh, window frame, a uh, railing on a balcony, what have you, you can hold down the W button and lean forward into the cover so you can aim down at an enemy that's down below yeah. or take out an enemy who's in a building window <laughs> around the corner and, and pop him in the head from a by gaining line of sight in a way that no other tactics game offers. It, it feels incredibly satisfying, let me tell you that much. Yeah, we, we definitely enjoy it. And, um, and it, to feed into that, our Overwatch system, you know, you typically say, I want to lay down an Overwatch. It puts a cone out in front of the, in front of the player. You can choose what direction it's, it's going in. But when you're stacked up at one of these leanable positions, if you're aiming the position outside the room, mm. The source of the Overwatch will be just outside the room. Ah, uh, I gotcha. If you, yeah. If you swing it around to inside the room, it'll snap to being inside the room. So you can lay down an Overwatch outside a window along the building onto a balcony that's two rooms over <laughs> and then be stacked up. That enemy triggers the Overwatch. You enter aim view, hold down W, lean out the window, make, make the enemy pay. Yeah. So line of sight opportunities like no other tactics game. No, I'm really excited about that. No, I, it is incredibly fun. I got to say, one of my favorite things is to hold your breath as well. Yep. Getting that kind of slowed down, dramatic heartbeat, yeah. sniper elite style. You know, things are getting serious here. I got to make that one shot count. Action. Action yes. is the other word. So we have deep tactical strategy with all these different possibilities that I talked about with covering fire and all that stuff. But also... Like you said, hold your breath is, is another one because we want you to be able to, to feel like you're... We're bringing that third-person shooter element into the tactics game. And because you can freely aim, it makes sense to be able to hold your breath, tighten your accuracy. Yeah. Because I explained before, we don't have the, the choose to shoot, roll the dice, and uh, oh, there's that 99%, yeah. right? And then you miss, yeah. right? So, oh, yeah. So... With what we have in everyday we fight, we we get away from that problem by having a, a, a circular reticle, different size for different weapons, obviously. Sniper rider sniper rifle's tighter than a shotgun. Of course. But uh, but when you when you hold your breath, you make that circle smaller, the camera zooms in, so you can be more preci precise with your aiming. But when it comes to the shooting, if your enemy is far away from you, when you aim that reticle at them. 
they're only going to occupy so much of that circle. <laughs> so that negative space is kind of your visual tell as to, uh, am I going to hit this enemy or not? Yeah. The more the negative space, the more likelihood you're going to miss the enemy from that distance. Yeah. So it encourages you to get closer, close enough so that enemy can fill that, fill that reticle. Yeah. Obviously, sniper rifle, smaller reticle. You can you can be more you can, you have a higher chance of hitting an enemy at a distance. Shotgun, well, you better be close. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I very much enjoyed my time with it. Awesome. I I said as an XCOM and Fallout guy myself, this is kind of taking a little bit of the best of all worlds there, and uh, I'm I'm very much looking forward to this uh, coming out. Do you have any kind of date you're aiming for? Is it a early access? We're what? You know, what's the, what's the pipeline access by the end of the year okay um, the demo that's here at PAX is going to be available possibly this evening but Ooh. definitely at some point this weekend okay uh, we have a sign up uh, on on Steam where you can request access and we'll we'll probably free up access to the demo probably about a hundred people at a time uh, and, and so the demo that's here at PAX the demo that you played you'll be able to play that at home. And, uh, and I'll get my revenge on those yeah. <laughs> those aliens. I'll get them next time. You'll get them next time. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know, try out different tactics and everything. And uh, I saw that you collected the guns and you gave everybody each one of the guns. Oh yeah. But you didn't find the revolver. Oh no, I did not. <laughs> I will not miss it the next time, though. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. The revolver uh, uses the heavy rounds just like the sniper rifle. So it's it's it's. Uh, it doesn't have the range of the sniper rifle, but it has the punch, and uh, it costs less to fire and reload. So, oh, that's good. so it's a good weapon to have. Very nice. Uh, and now, where can uh, people learn a little more about it? Find it online? Anything like that? Well, there's the Steam page, which has a lot of information. Um, I don't think we have a website set up yet for okay. it, but Steam page is, is probably the best place to go for now. Gotcha. Uh, some screenshots, some videos uh, that you that you can watch. Like I said, the sign up for for access to the to the PAX playtest. And uh, yeah, we're just really excited to finally get a portion of what of what this game is going to offer to the public to, to try out, test out, see see what people like, see what people don't like. Yeah, we're aware of things that need to be <laughs> fixed and addressed, and we're we are working hard on addressing those things. But that's the it's nature of the, of the beast. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Especially when we're introducing so many new features to the genre. Yeah, there's there's definitely some le learning curves on on how best to showcase those features and teach the player about how to use them. Mm. Especially when the tactics gamers they they got to get out of that instinct to sit back and relax oh, during the it. enemy turn, right? <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, you have a, a wonderful game here. Thank I'm you. very excited to see more of it. But you know what you signed up for here. We got a couple questions for you. Okay. Just a few, just a All few. Right. Uh, now, do you want to start from where we last left off? Or do you want to pick a random number between 1 and 99? We'll jump in right there. Oh, boy. How yeah. many out of the 99? Because well, I usually about... skip 1 to 99 and I just <laughs> go to 100. But well, <laughs> we got no 100 in this case. That's another podcast. Okay. Uh, but uh, <laughs> we'll right. answer about, I don't know, you know what? three I don't or four. Know what the questions are, so it doesn't make a difference. So let's just go random. Love it. All right. Let's start right here then. Best gift you've ever gotten? Oh boy. Yeah. Best gift I've ever gotten. Well, I have at home behind me in my background, at my desk, I have a lot of. Uh, pop culture stuff from a you know obviously I'm, I'm 
I'm, I'm, I'm 47, so I have a lot of 80s and 90s stuff. Uh, you know, Back to the Future, Star Wars stuff. Uh, best gift? Um, I'm going to have to say uh, I got a gift from one of my kids. Uh, it was uh, the large Funko Pop uh, Mandalorian Ooh. and uh, and Grogu. Uh, so that's sitting on my shelf behind me. So that's, uh, that's, that's a nice reflective piece behind my head. <laughs> oh, very nice. Very nice. All right. Next question here. Question five of the list. Uh, best gift you've ever given? Oh, boy. I'll flip the script here. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. Yeah, because <laughs> he only because my friend tells me about it every single time I see him. <laughs> my 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 friend decided to, decided to get his midlife crisis car, Perfect. but he bought a car from nine uh, from two thousand and four. Okay, which doesn't have Bluetooth. Yeah. So I decided to buy him one of those cigarette lighter Bluetooth transmitters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he says that every time he drives his car and uses his <laughs> phone, he thinks about me. So I would have to say that that was the best gift. <laughs> very smart. Very smart. Uh, all right. Let's, let's do two more here. I sure. like these. Uh, number six, what did you want to do for a living when you were a kid? Uh, <laughs> truth? Yeah. Uh, my grandmother remembers me telling her that I wanted to be a stuntman. Oh, okay. Thankfully, that didn't work out. <laughs> and uh, I had an artistic background, so uh, I very quickly uh, after high school went into a uh, illustration and design career program nice, nice. that led me into art direction as my starting role in video game development and then I evolved from that into game design lead game design and narrative design and you know having worked on level design game design narrative design it was it was just a natural evolution to move into creative direction uh, all of that experience allows me to to really bring my knowledge to the project and to the team and also still learn from everybody I work with. You're always learning, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but to answer the question, <laughs> stuntman. I, I like it. Uh, all right, one more for you here. This is a biggie. Question oh seven. What's the largest animal you can beat in a fight? Me? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> that I think I can beat or I can actually beat? Uh... Let's say you think you could be. Okay. If you, you'd you'd okay. bet on yourself in a boxing match with it. You know? All right. So I live in BC. Okay. I live near near the mountains. I live on the side of a mountain. Gotcha. And we do have the occasional bear sighting. Oh. Now, sadly, my, my, my dog we had to put down in October. Oh, I'm so sorry. But, uh, but whenever I would walk the dog late at night, I'm always scanning the bushes. <laughs> What's in the bear? What's in the bear? Where's the bear? Anything? Anything? Coming out of any corner? Yeah, coming out of anywhere. And I always imagined to myself, if a bear was to start challenging my pet, <laughs> what would I do? Yeah. In my mind, I think I can take it. We all know I can't. So I, I'm always like, all right, where's the closest vehicle that I can get up on? Uh, where's the closest door? How loud can I scream for help? It's fight or flight. You got the options, you know? All right. Well, in my head, Abby would be able to take down that bear, no problem. I believe in you. Yeah, thanks. Well, this has been absolutely wonderful. Thank I you. thank you so much for this interview. And uh, yeah, everyone look out for uh, Every Day We Fight. Thank you. Coming yeah. soon. Super excited. Thanks. Thank Cheers. you.
All right, we are live once again. The pack show floor here in beautiful Boston. Uh, the soul city, they call it. I don't know. Uh, we're here at Wargroove 2's booth. I didn't know there was a Wargroove 2, but I love Wargroove 1. I'm here with one of the developers. Uh, what's your name? What's your involvement on the project? My name's Stefan, and I'm the game designer and the programmer on the team. Beautiful. Now, like I said, I'm a big fan of uh, 1, obviously a little advanced Warzy, a little, uh, you know, turn-based strategy. It's got that aesthetic, but cranked up to 11. Uh, you know, what, what was your kind of contribution to the project here? Why are you excited for, for Wargroove 2? Yeah, so we're, our team is just working on Wargroove 2, so the first game wasn't developed by us. Mm. But uh, we're really, one of the big things I'm really excited about is that we're adding this roguelike mode, which is what we're oh. demoing here today, which we call it the conquest mode. Okay. And so in that you, um, instead of, you know, your army being built up in each map, and then when you go to the next map, you start over again, you kind of take your army with you, you take your gold with you, you take your health, everything kind of carries with you, and you have to survive with what you get along the way. Interesting, interesting, okay. Now, was that something that, you know, you directly worked on there? Like, what about that really, really excites you about the project? Yeah, so I was directly involved in the design of that, yeah. Um, and what excites me is just that, like, adds a lot of replayability to the game. Oh, yeah. Um, so because it's randomized, so there's elements that are different every time you play it, there's different paths you can take, there's the encounters are slightly different every time you play it. So it's just I think it will add like a good fast paced, as low as fast paced as a turn based game can be. Yeah. But like it adds a really interesting like quick short battles for people that you know want a different experience compared to like the campaign that was in Wargroove One. And we do still have that campaign as well. Like we do have a campaign in Wargroove Two as well. It's just this is an additional mode that we're adding. Gotcha. No, it is looking fantastic. I'm loving where it's going. I've been watching these demos on and off uh, yesterday and today. Uh, when are you aiming for? Uh, is there any kind of early release, a wish list? You know, what can we do to uh, get involved early? Yeah, so the game release it hasn't been announced yet. Okay. But we're aiming for towards the end of the year, 23 is what we're saying. Gotcha. Um, but the game is uh, available for wishlisting on Steam right now. Nice, nice. Nice. And are you aiming for any other platforms or is that all too early to say? Oh, uh, yeah, that's a good point. So Switch and Steam is currently what okay. we have confirmed, yeah. Oh, what a good Switch game this would be. Are you yeah. kidding? Like, yeah, that, it's made for it. Uh, no, I am super looking forward to it. Uh, it, it sounds fantastic, but I think you know what you signed up for here. We got a couple questions, just a couple. Uh, now, would you like to pick up where we left off, or do you want to pick a number between 1 and 99, and we'll start there? Oh, uh, gee, okay, let's go with 13. I don't know, is that the unlucky number? <laughs> it's unlucky if someone already answered it. Let's see. No, we're in the clear. 13. This is a, this is a heady first one. Uh -huh. A song that brings the most emotion out of you. Ooh. That's a good question. Um, I'm going to say Fix It by Coldplay. Ooh, very good. That's a great one. Uh, let's see. Question 14. Favorite music video? Uh, favorite music video. So there's a music video by uh, U2, and it was part of the... I forgot what it's called. The, like, they did like a live tour. Um, and yeah, I don't even remember the song, but that one. Okay. That YouTube video. <laughs> yeah, there is like, there, it's like, uh, yeah, sorry, I don't remember the name of the song, but I, I don't even watch that many music videos, so, you know. No, all good, all good. Uh, all right, just a couple more here. Question 15. 
you got a million dollars, but you have to donate it all to charity. What charity is it going to? Um, charities are going to go to. These are tough questions. It is. <laughs> you picked a rough block. Maybe 13 was unlucky. <laughs> Maybe 13 was unlucky. Um, it will go something towards like to do with kids. Like, I don't even know a specific charity I would say, but like something that, you know, helps kids like if they're really downcast, like they have a hard, like had a hard time in their life and want to get back up. But we'll put it towards something like that because I think kids deserve a chance at life and you know, they should get the best they can. So, yeah. No, I love it. That's a very sweet one. Uh, here we go. I'll give you two, uh, three more because that's a, it's a good one to end on. 16, favorite holiday. It's gonna be Christmas. I like, I like gifts. I like giving gifts. I like the kind of that spirit around that. I think it's awesome. Yeah, that's a great one. 17, what's a go-to drink when you walk into a coffee shop? Uh, just an espresso, really. Mm, yeah. Not bad, keeps you up, <laughs> keeps you coding. Yeah. Uh, and 18, this is a biggie here, hotly controversial one. Spell the word gray. G-R-E-Y. Ooh, going E-Y, okay, all right. A, a, a slice to Team AY fans across the world. <laughs> no, I love it. Thank you so much for taking the time. You've been very generous here. And I'm uh, looking forward to work group too. Yeah, thank you. Hey. All right, we are back here on the PAX East show floor. Boston, you gotta love it. Catchphrase of the city, you gotta love it. Uh, and we are here uh, in yet another booth. Uh, if you don't mind, uh, introduce yourself and uh, the games in your company here. Uh, so I'm Conrad, I'm with Different Tales. We're a small publisher and we are here with Backpack Hero, which is an inventory management roguelike, and Haven Dog, which is a cozy colony building sim. I love havens, I love colonies, I love cozy, I love all of this. Uh, I can say I did play Backpack Hero for a good chunk of time here. It is so charming, uh, it is, Basically, the Resident Evil 4 yes. inventory system yes. built out into its own charming 16-bit looking adventure. It and I love exactly it. exactly what it is. Yeah. With a little bit of Slay the Spire in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. Um, now, obviously, since you're from the publisher side, maybe you're not there on the development side, but, but what about these games really uh, intrigues you, brings you to the project? Oh, man. Okay, well, and there's a story for, for both of those. So, all right, Please. let's start with Backpack Hero. Um, this is a game... All right, so it's developed by basically three devs mm -hmm. and they're a fully remote studio. So we have two of them right now and they just met for the first time. Wow. Which to me is so cool, right? Because it's it's so indie, right? Yeah. Um, and the game got started, it started as a game jam game. Uh, then it launched on itch and it kind of blew up there. Like it's there's oh. started to be this whole community of people in there. Oh. It let the developers do a Kickstarter and launch early access. So whatever so okay they've got this really cool you know like unique twist and roguelikes there's so many roguelikes like yeah. right but they, they they found that new thing that people really love yeah and you know it's this kind of mix of okay this is cute and quirky and accessible but also like if you go on the discord or on the forums there's people getting really intense you know <laughs> with thousands of hours and and just incredible strategies to the extent that, actually yesterday I was having this conversation with um, Jasper, one of the developers, he was saying that the way the community thinks about his game is is completely different from the way he thinks about it. Like, they see things 
notice things, have ideas that he would just never, you know, yeah, never possibly create. That's why I think modding, modding is a good thing to do. I but love it. Yeah, I mean, just I don't know this this small indie vibe, the community that's there. The hey, we're doing something neat and exciting with like. In a, in a type of game that people love? Yeah. Fuck, it's perfect. Yeah. And and you saw me from a mile away. I saw pixels. My eyes went <laughs> wide. Uh, anything that looks like it's from a Sega Genesis, I'm, I'm instantly in. That's just my whole shtick. So, uh, uh, big fan so far. Um, so, when are they coming out? Are they pre-release? I think you mentioned it a little bit. Uh, yeah, so Backpack Hero is an early access on Steam right now, and it's coming I to... keep forgetting the word early access, and the more and more <laughs> devs I've been interviewing and saying, like, is it in beta? They, they just look at me like, uh, I guess. Early access, <laughs> Kind of. Yeah, so this is coming, 1.0 is coming in May. It's actually coming to all the consoles. That's okay. that's where we came in. Gotcha. Um, and the cool thing that you did an experience, right? So you kind of got the, the dungeon crawling bit. Correct. So the big 1.0 is the meta game between runs. So basically when you get out of the dungeon, yeah. you get to build your own city. A oh. Town. It's more of a town. Okay. So all the things you that you pick up, you trade it for stuff, you build buildings, you rescue little you know animal villagers, um, unlock new characters, all that stuff, and then you can, you know, of course, in the spirit, arrange your own little pretty town. So I'm really excited about that. That's that's going to be like a big, big, big change. No, I love that. Because even, even trying to play this game, I immediately went with the frog protagonist. My inner chrono trigger couldn't stop me. <laughs> uh, but it was, it was you know, locked behind the demo, which is fine. But I'm very psyched to, you we know, dig to, my teeth into big, the full thing. We had to lock it down because the 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 other character. So you played you played the um, purse, right? The She's mouse. The, the, yes. the rat. The, She's Excuse the, me? The little rat. I'll see myself out. Right. <laughs> we're done. We're done. No, but she's like the original character. And then all the other ones have like really big twists on the game, right? So the frog, for example, she's got this other pool of items that kind of work as a as a sort of more of a deck builder. And then there was Crate who you kind of like program, you like automate backpack actions. Yeah. So somebody was putting up another character here is like, what is going on? So we had to... <laughs> We, we had to be like, oh, yeah, let's start, let's start it off simple. Yeah. No, I, I absolutely love it. Uh, so one more time. It's Backpack Hero and Haven Dock. And Haven Dock. And Haven Dock. Haven Dock is also a story. Oh. Yes. So Haven Dock, he's also yeah. not here, is developed by YYZ. He's from Singapore. Oh, nice. Um, and this is a solo dev creating a colony builder automation life sim farming <laughs> building game that you know manages off a list. Yeah, I don't like know. all the all the random yeah. Yeah, yeah. hashtags you know in my head. Um, but yeah, so it's this it's this huge project he's doing on his own and 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 the incredible thing is that he manages to make it like super accessible like if you just sit down and kind of start playing like you'll get it. It's it's not over complicated but there's so much to do. Yeah. And he's also just ridiculously like prolific and fast like i mean he, he's just developing this game like crazy so it's not out yet it's coming spring 2023 okay. it's going to early access uh. and to be honest i am a little pumped because i'm just excited to see what he's gonna do with it no 100 because there is like there's no roadmap for example there's no mm. great game design dog like we're just <laughs> like okay whatever you've been doing works keep doing that yeah that 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 thing that works yeah. so 
I don't know what it's going to look like in a year, but wow. <laughs> I'm pumped to see. I love it. I love it. Well, you have two fantastic games here, but you know the tax. I know. You got to answer some questions answer here. Questions. Uh, would you like to start from where we left off, or do you want to pick a random number between 1 and 99? I want to pick a random number. Pick a random number. 37. 37. 37. I think that is one of my favorites. Oh, I'm, I was thinking of 39, but we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll, we'll work our way down. We'll right, work our way down. We'll get a couple in here. All right, 37. What's the worst movie you've ever seen? Oh my God, what is the worst movie I've ever seen? Did I just break something? <laughs> okay. What is the worst? We're leaning on the scenery here. It's falling over. What is it's the like worst a Truman movie Show thing. It's seen. not real. Uh, yes, what's the worst movie you've ever seen? I can only think of movies I've enjoyed. Wow. I can't think of movies I... It's the positivity of PAX. It's, it's, it's too... The indie dev positivity is too much. What is going on? Why, why don't I hate any movies? <laughs> I, I don't have a better... I just, I don't hate movies. Hey, that's I fair. Like, I like, I mean, oh my God, no, I have no idea. <laughs> You're going to leave and then I'm going to think of one. Hey. Like, oh, that sucked. It was awful. Well, I, well, how about this one? Here's a positive right. one. 38. Who's your favorite actor? Who's my favorite actor? Actor or actor? You know who I love. Mm. Do you have non-movie questions? <laughs> we, we happen to I, stumble I into the movie block. I've got but, a face. Yes. I've got a face. I need to put a name to it. Okay. All right. Death Stranding. Yes. The, Norman Reedus? The, no, the bad guy. Uh, Troy Baker? No. The... <laughs> The other the undead, bad guy. The undead soldier guy. Oh, um, yes, who was, well, spoiler, I'm not going to say what he is in the, at the end of the game, but, um, yes, I know who you're talking about. He was in the Hannibal Lecter prequels. Yes. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen. His face? Uh, I just, I love it. What, I don't care what, what he does. Like, I just, I just, I love the face. He's so emotive. I love him. So that's, that's my pick. I love it. All right, 39. How cool was it in Jurassic Park when the raptors are running through the kitchen? I, I haven't seen that one. <laughs> this interview's over. This interview's over. <laughs> if you had told me this is the movie section, I would have been like, nope. All right, how about this? Uh, we'll do two more. All right, uh, let's do First show as a kid you got really into. Oh, man. Power Rangers. Yeah. Mighty Power Morphin? Rangers. The original Power oh, Rangers. Yeah. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Who was your Who was your ranger? Well, everybody liked the, 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 the white green one, right? Because there was the white one or the green one and then he was the yeah. white one. So he was the coolest, of yeah. course. Yeah. He was the bad boy. He was the bad boy. So I, of course, I loved him. I had a, <laughs> I had a big, big crush on the pink one, of course. So of course. that, you know, it's a strong that age old story. Oh, yeah. All right. One more for you. <laughs> All right. Who should play you in a movie of your life? Um, who did we just say? Mads Mikkelsen? Mads Mikkelsen. <laughs> <laughs> I could see it. I could see it. That's me. I want him. He's he can... going to shave his head. <laughs> and I want him to play me. I don't even care if it's accurate. You know what? He's that good of an actor. He can pull it off either way. Exactly. Hey. And it's not going to matter. He's just going to be nice to look at. <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time. Thanks so much. You got wonderful games here. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. We are here again at the PAX East show floor. 
but we can't focus on just video games. There's a whole section for tabletop, board games, unplugged, everything. Uh, we're over here at the Rabble Games booth, and I'm here joined with George. George, tell me about the company, tell me about yourself, and uh, what you do here. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm George. I'm one of the founders of Rabble. Um, Rabble started off as this Kickstarter that me and my uh, co-founder were just kind of working on in our tiny New York apartment. We launched a game. It went pretty well. We saw a couple print runs. We're like, oh, this could be you know, something bigger than this. So we actually grew the company a ton, and we actually just released two new games at the end of last year. Sparks, a conversation game all about, like, inspired by the stars, all about having meaningful conversations in a travel edition of Rabble. So we're super excited about the future of, you know, what we're trying to do. We have a lot more games in the works, and uh, I'm excited to tell you about it. I love it. Uh, now, I know you have a couple games still on the horizon. We'll get to those, but the, the two focused ones I, I see out there are Rabble itself and Sparks. Is, is that right? And Sparks is, a, I think, a game after my own heart uh, as someone who, who loves those kind of like icebreakery questions that, you know, seem maybe even on the surface like, oh, the, you know, uh, to be a little bit of a short answer, but you can get so deep into it. And I love those kind of questions. So uh, what, what was the thought process behind that? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'll talk more about Sparks. The Rabble is just a quick word guessing game, silly challenges, guessing absurd words, so more of an upbeat party game. But like you said, Sparks is also like one of the games we just released. We love it. And it's all about kind of having these thought-provoking conversations. Yeah. So the inspiration of the game was actually that um, me and my co-founder, who's also one of my best friends, we took a hiking trip to Montana. And then we were just there out in nature, underneath the night sky, and having all these like deep, like meaningful conversations. We're like, wow, we should try to turn that into like a game. <laughs> Yeah. So we ended up creating Sparks, which you answer questions about the past, present, and future. So like your childhood, how you were raised, to the present, which is all about like what you believe today, to the future, which is all about your hopes and dreams and like what you want to accomplish down the road. And then you kind of follow the stars to reveal a constellation at the end, which is like a deeper question to it. So Ooh. we wanted to make it more of like a structured conversation experience. We've been calling it like a conversation journey yeah. because the idea is you're kind of like graduating uh, as from like kind of lighter questions and more in like deeper questions as you get to know people better and better. I love that. I absolutely love that. Now, you do have a couple games on the horizon here. Uh, I don't know how much you want to reveal about them, but can we get a, a little hint as to, to what's to come? Because I'm really liking what you're putting out now. So upcoming, I'm, I'm very psyched for it. No, yeah, definitely. I'm, I really appreciate it. So I think there's three games I probably want to highlight. One is actually, so a couple weeks ago, Bud Light Seltzer actually approached us who want to partner on a game. They were like, hey, we have this new campaign called Misconceptions where people, a lot of people think that Bud Light Seltzer has beer in it. It doesn't. We want to make a game about that. And we're like, sure, that sounds like fun. So we actually like sprinted to make a game for them called Misconceptions. It's available to pre-order now. We're literally printing it Ooh. now. It's like we had to go through a completely different print process because they wanted to move so quickly on it. Yeah. So we're really excited for that game. It's super lightweight. It's a quick party game, kind of like trivia, uh, but a little bit more like kind of thought process behind it. A little bit more like mind games. Yeah, um, lightweight, just like Bud Light Seltzer. Yeah, a little. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see what you're playing now. <laughs> um, and then we also, I think the two games I'm most excited about is that we have a game called um, Vibes, and it's all about basically kind of like vibing with your team. So the idea is that you're trying to like read your team's mind as you get another third person to guess a word. So the catch is that like you can only say one word, so you and your, all your other teammates can only say one word to get the third person to like guess. So you all kind of have to vibe together. So that's like a really short, kind of like quick game. Um, it's all about like kind of like pretty instant connections with the people around you. Yeah. The other game that I'm 
unbelievably excited for is called Match. So it's a game inspired by reality dating shows. It's a social deduction game. So if you're a fan of like Avalon or like Secret Hitler, oh, yeah. it's like very much in that realm where the idea is that you're trying to figure out who's on the reality dating show for love and who's just there trying to get Instagram famous. So, so you're kind of figuring out who is who and there's a lot of like backstabbing and kind of treachery involved. Oh, that sounds so good. I'm a huge werewolf, one night werewolf, like all that stuff. So yeah, I'm, I'm very much in. Um, well, if people want to follow more of Rabble Games, see these games that are upcoming, maybe pre-purchase, uh, you know, what are the socials? What can, what can people do? Put some eyes on. Yeah, absolutely. I'm always happy to share. So <laughs> I think we basically have, I think if you want to learn more about us, our website is www.rabblegame.com. So no S. Um, and then also, if you want to follow us on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or what have you, our handle is at Rabble Game. I love it. I love it. Well, inspired by your game Sparks here, well, maybe vice versa, who knows? Uh, I got a couple questions for you, if that's all right. Uh, now, do you want to pick up where we left off, or would you want to pick a number between 1 and 99, and we'll knock out a couple questions oh. in that direction? Uh, random, absolutely. Let's all do right. it. Let's go random um, here. So, yeah, let's, let's do, I'm trying to think what some numbers I like. Um, maybe we do, like, 42. 42 we can do. 42. Who's the biggest celebrity you've ever met in person? Ooh. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know if this counts as a meet me because I feel like I only briefly met them. So in uh, college, I was on kind of like the social planning events committee and every year we put on this concert. I was actually not responsible for the concert itself, mm -hmm. but um, I was like close enough where I was like, you know, helping with some of the event planning. And at one point, they're like, they brought everybody who's like involved in the concert to basically come in, and they actually had the performer Kesha like, like do like kind of like a oh. quick handshake, so the nice picture with like me and a couple other people and Kesha. So that's probably like biggest celebrity, at least I know of that I met. One hundred percent. That's amazing. Uh, let's say forty-three TV show or podcast that you love, but you don't think anyone else knows about. So, I, I have one. I think I. I I guess I feel like a lot of like your listeners or a lot of people in the community probably might already know this one, but I a lot I know a lot of my friends don't. But on Apple TV, there's a TV show called uh, Mythic Quest. Um, ah, yes. And it's that like I've loved uh, like it, I loved uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia crew. If you like that, but with a little bit less I craft this a little bit more like kind of feeling goodness, uh, <laughs> feeling good like nature. I think like that show is like right up your alley. And what's the best part is that it's all about like the video game development process. So like it's like follows the game studio and them doing kind of these outrageous things um, and kind of being simultaneously terrible people to each other but also like good people to each other. <laughs> yeah. um, so like I love that show. I love it. I love it. All right, we got two more here. Forty four favorite comedian. Oh, favorite comedian. Yeah. I've so all right. I'm a huge fan of SNL. Uh, oh. So I don't like watch it live, but I like like if you like find me at like like after I'm like finished work for a day, I'll be like on YouTube for like an hour, like watching like <laughs> SNL videos from like last week or old SNL videos. Yeah. Um. So, Bowen Bowen Yang. Oh, what hilarious! So oh my yes, he is hilarious. I watch yeah. like every like every every skit he's in. I'm like I can't get enough. Yeah. So hands down, my favorite comedian. Well, I think this transitions perfectly to our last question here. Forty five. Best Saturday Night Live cast member. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> so I'm not gonna say Bowie Yang again, just because I've uh, like I already said him, but yeah. he probably he's probably my favorite. 
right now, but uh, this is really hard. Yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of cheat and say two because I think it kind of switched because so. I was a big fan of Kyle Mooney um, mm. a couple from a couple of seasons ago, but I think yeah. he actually recently left. And love his awkward humor and his like cut for time like skits. Yeah. Um, like like I watch them like they're so like kind of like weird and like artsy, but also hilarious. <laughs> so I can't get enough. Oh, but yeah. then uh, recently, I've been more and more into Chloe Feynman. Uh, I think mm. she's been like like I also love her humor and the fact that she can do such like great impersonations, like the Jennifer yeah. Coolidge one, like blew my mind. Like I could not get enough of that. So. Absolutely love it. George, I really appreciate you taking the time here. This has been absolutely wonderful. And uh, yeah, can't wait to uh, check out more games as they come out here. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm so glad to have this chat and I love sharing about our games and talking about games in general. So if anybody wants to like reach out, like hit me up. Love it. Perfect. All right, we are back on the PAX East show floor. Boston, the Windy City as they call it, I believe. Uh, and I am joined here at the uh, 30XX booth. Am I pronouncing yes, that right? That's correct. Okay. Uh, and yeah, uh, can I get your name and Yeah, uh, my name is Brandon. I, uh, I'm one of the devs. I worked on the music for this game. Oh, well, I wanted to talk about that because uh, I, I hope I'm allowed to say this. I think this is a little inspired by Mega Man, it, uh, dare I say. It has some, I would say, vague similarities. Vague, very yeah. vague. Vaguely uh, distinct similarities. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Mega Man franchise, as, as I think we both know, has a lot of excellent music. Oh, yeah. Uh, to yeah. the point where uh, Mega Man 2 soundtrack is on repeat on my YouTube uh, algorithm there. Um, did you feel like that's a lot to live up to doing some of the music for this game? Obviously, like you can't you can't really live up to it. You just have to try to do your own thing within the same space. Yeah. And so, what I love about what what we were able to do and what like uh, you know our development leader was able to do is just give us full reign to do whatever we wanted. In terms of music, obviously, it's very eight uh, bit chip tune focused. But there's a track that has a full like orchestra and piano and cello oh. solo. So we get we can play it around with a lot of different stuff. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, yeah, tell us a little bit about the game. I seem to have jumped ahead on uh, the music front, but uh, I, I think it's believe, believe it's uh, described as a uh, old-school platformer roguelike? Yeah, you, you got it all right. Yeah, okay. basically the, the pitch is that it's a, uh, it's a roguelike version of Mega Man X, modernized, added things like co-op, added things like a level editor. Oh, really? Um, lots of fun toys like that. And then it's obviously, you know, it's been in early access, so we've been continually updating it. Um, adding new features that the community wants. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's the goal. It's a sequel to our previous game, 20XX, which is kind of a prototype version of this. Yeah. And then we get to develop a full team to make a uh, full-on proper vision of what we wanted to make. I love that. One one might say 1,000 better than the previous years game. later, and it's hopefully a lot better, yeah. <laughs> that is fantastic. Uh, well, I got to ask you, do you have a favorite Mega Man? I do have a favorite Mega Man, and my favorite Mega Man is actually Mega Man 2 for the Game Boy. Which only wow. had like four bosses, but yeah. it's the one I didn't know the other one existed. <laughs> it's the only one I had, so I played it. And that the, the main theme for that that version of it is my favorite Mega Man song. That's it's unreal. So uh, what what's your favorite part about Thirty XX? I mean, I, I haven't been able to mess with it as much as I'd like to, but the level yeah. editor is is truly amazing. Um, like our level editor, create the guy who made it is the guy who made something called Mega Man Maker, and then yes, yes. and then Chris hired him to make the level editor for our game. Because he proved that he could make an incredible tool. Yeah. So that tool is so much fun to use. It's it's it's, its own little game in itself. Um, and then yeah, you can share your levels with the community and have people play through them, and it's 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 so much fun. 
That is awesome. Well, I gotta ask then, when is this coming out? I believe it might already be sorta kinda out it's, in a beta free version. Yeah, it's currently in early access. We've been there since about 2020. Okay. Um, and the goal is to release fully this year. And also the goal is to release on consoles, but we just don't have specific plans on which consoles yet. But no, of course. It's definitely the goal. I love it. Uh, well, where can people find more of this game? Where can people uh, give it a download? Is this a yeah, is this a Steam deal? Or? It is, yeah. You okay. go on Steam and find search for 30XX, 30XX. You'll find it there. Um, you can follow, follow Battery Stable Games on Twitter. Um, that's, that's your best way to keep uh, in touch for other updates and, and new, new uh, releases that come out. And yeah, that's probably the best way to do it. I love it. Um, all right. Well, I told you the gimmick of this show. Yeah. You got to answer some questions here. You want to start from uh, where we left off, or you want to give me a random number between zero, well, not zero, but between one and 99, and we'll I, start I there. A, I want a random number. I want the All best right. random number possible. Give me one. Anything between one and 99. Let's go with uh, 46. 46. 46. What's the nerdiest thing you've done? The nerdiest thing I've done? I'm at PAX. That, I, I'm checking with the judges, and yes, they're nodding. <laughs> they're nodding. I know it's kind of a freebie, but, you know, it's... <laughs> I'm looking around and it feels appropriate. Yeah, so. that's very fair. All right, 47. This is a spicy one. Least favorite state. Least favorite state? Ah, oh, ah, oh, that's that can go so many different directions. <laughs> that is correct. I'm going to say Kansas and only because I never think about Kansas. It's truly like my least favorite by process of elimination. That's fair. I just don't love it. Yeah. yeah. No. Other than Wizard of Oz, what do you got? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Prove me wrong, Kansas. Yeah. Uh, 48. Best thing you've ever won? Best thing I've ever won? Well, I won a songwriting competition in third grade. Whoa! And that was uh, that was cool because he's my dad's old Casio keyboard to record it on cassette tape. Yeah. And uh, and that was cool. Um, yeah, that's probably it. I think. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Forty nine. Is there anything you've collected or had a collection of? Uh, Magic the Gathering cards. Oh. A man after my own heart. I like it. I like it. I inherited my grandfather's coin collection, which I don't know enough about coin collections, but I love (laughs) looking at it. Like, it's it's really awesome. I remember trying to Google, like, oh, is this a rare coin? And I found a coin forum, and they were like, does it have the imprint of the dot over the eye? And I'm just like, I don't know. It seems like it's insane. (laughs) All right, I'll give you one more here. Question 50. Dub the Ryan Davis. You're in a fight to the death. With God. another person. I thought about this so much. Equal to your size. I think you know, I know where I'm going. You're offered either an aluminum baseball bat or a six-inch non-serrated knife. Knowing the other weapon you don't choose goes to your opponent. Which do you choose? I was always on team bat. Like, I, I get the idea that if you get in there, then, like, with a knife, it's over. But I just, I feel so confident that I could get somebody away from me with a bat somehow. That's fair. That's, I got I to go with that. All right. Do you think the protagonist of 30XX would choose a knife or a bat? Oh, I bet Nina. I bet Nina would choose a bat because she wants to play it safe and, and, and keep her distance. But okay. Ace, Ace is full knife mode. And he would yeah. go full in with, with knives. I got to agree. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure here. Thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Don't you worry, we've only hit the pause button on the interviews right now from the PAX East show floor. We're going to continue our way through it in just a second. Uh, But first, let's send a quick shout out to the people who do the music for this show, like the song you're hearing right now from the Mini Vandals, or the song that's going to play us back from break from DJ Williams, the opening song from Diala, or the closing one from Single Friend. All great music that is carrying us through all these wonderful, wonderful developers. 
please, if you hear of a game that genuinely interests you, wishlist it on Steam. It actually matters. It is a metric that matters. So please give them your love. Give them some support. They couldn't be more generous with their time and effort and passions. That being said, we got plenty more episodes. Let's get back to Boston, baby. We got one more thing before we get back to the show. Something brand new, something I'm very excited about. It's the 99 Questions hotline? Hotline. Sure, that's what we're going to go with. I created a phone number for you to call. You can leave me a voicemail. If you have questions for me, if you have questions about the show, if you have questions for future guests, you can call in, leave a voicemail, and your voice might be the one actually asking the question live on the show. Well, not live. It's pre-recorded. But you know what I mean. I got the number right here. 732-592-9838. That spells out Real Wax Vet. That's right. Real Wax Vet. Like a veterinarian who's really made of wax. I don't know. All the good numbers are taken, so this is the closest one I could get. Real Wax Vet. One more time, that's 732-592-9838. Give it a call, leave a message, have a great day. on the PAX East show floor in beautiful Boston, city of brotherly love, I think they call it. Uh, and we are here at the Wrestle Story booth. And uh, I got one of the, the devs right here, if you can. Uh, what's your yeah, name, what's your title, and uh, tell us about your game here. Hey, everybody, yeah, how's it going? My name is Steve, and uh, I'm the game director and creative director at TikTok Games. I'm the game director on uh, Wrestle Story. Our game is a turn-based uh, wrestling RPG where you create your own character, you go out into a world of bombastic, cartoonish wrestling. You recruit a whole bunch of tag team faction members. You spec them out. It's crazy. You're going to go through tables and do all kinds of fun stuff. Oh, I love this. I mean, as a fan of, of you know, 16-bit RPGs, as a big fan of wrestling, this is a Venn diagram that is has me smack dab in the middle of it. Uh, are you a wrestling fan yourself? Yeah, I think we're both in the same Venn diagram. <laughs> we're, we're crammed into the same Venn diagram spot with a oh, bunch yeah. of other awesome people here at PAX so far. Like, that was my assumption. Like, looking at looking at wrestling shows like AEW, where fans show up with signs that say, like, Final Fantasy VIII is underrated, <laughs> which I agree with. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, you know, there, there's going to be that crossover. Wrestling is nerdy as hell. Turn-based RPGs and RPGs in general are nerdy. That crossover has always been there, so I'm happy to see that there's that our game can kind of fill like a little gap in the market. No, you're 100% right. I can say that as being the nerd who went to an AEW show, bringing a Fantasy Star 4 is underrated yes. sign. Yeah. Because it is. It's the one of the best Sega Genesis RPGs. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Yep. Uh, no, I'm really loving uh, what you're doing with this game here. Uh, do we have a, a planned release? Is it pre-release? Is it beta? What, what's, what's kind of the plan there? Yeah, so right now we have a plan to go out on Steam 
We can wish list it now on Steam. Oh, Please nice. do if, yeah. if you're interested in our game, obviously. Um, we don't have an official release date yet. I can say that the answer is really when it's ready. I know that that sounds cliche, <laughs> but like we really want to make this game right. Um, we're currently looking for a little bit of additional funding to help us push it over, but we're not going to stop on this game. This is a passion project we've been on for quite a while now. We want to see this game come out and be the best it can possibly be. I love it. And where can people learn a little bit more about Wrestle Story? Any any Twitters, any apps, anything you want to uh, push people's eyes to? Yeah, yeah. You, anywhere, just go on Wrestle Story, Google Wrestle Story game, <laughs> uh, WrestleStory.com, search Wrestle Story on Steam, uh, at TikTok Games on all addable platforms, whatever <laughs> that is. Um, we're out there. We just announced that uh, future game show yesterday, so we're, we're super jazzed. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've, I've honestly I only came here because my friend Ryan told me about this today, and literally was like, "You got to check this out. This is exactly up your alley." So there's already buzz spreading. I love it. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. But you know the tax you got to pay here. We got some questions here for you. Yes, sir, I was uh, expecting this. <laughs> Let's see. I think I know the perfect spot to start here. So we're gonna start right here. Uh, we'll just do a couple of these. Uh, Fifty-one. What's your phone wallpaper right now? Uh, it's my wife and my baby. Oh, that, that's too <laughs> sweet for Pax. Yeah, that's it's it's me slamming someone. There you go. <laughs> no, I'm not strong enough. Who am I kidding? Uh, 52. What's the last thing you Googled? Um, that I wouldn't think, be incriminating in some sort of way. The last thing I Googled was, uh, does a specific restaurant in Boston have like a vegetarian option? Uh. <laughs> Which, again, is so not cool wrestling <laughs> thing. Like, God, I'm really, like, coming off very, very uncool right now. Wow. Listen, that's, <laughs> it's the duality of man, you know? Exactly, it's all there. Exactly. Uh, 53, you got to name your next pet without seeing them. What do you name them? Uh, Ringo. Ooh, I like it. I like it. 54, this is why I picked this block. What professional wrestler would you compare yourself to? Oh man, I, I would like to say Seth Rollins, but but I think maybe I'm more Santino than, <laughs> than anything. <laughs> I respect the honesty. And one more I'll give you, 55. What's your comfort food on a bad day? Comfort food on a bad day. Uh, my first instinct was like a ramen cup, but if I'm being honest, it's probably just a lot of donuts. Or bagels, anything circular, <laughs> anything round, anything round with a hole in it, really. <laughs> I I love it. Hey, I really appreciate you taking the time here. I am looking forward to this. I didn't know this game existed up until about three hours ago, but now I am very very psyched for it. Everyone, uh, check it out. Uh, Pre-listed. Uh, what do you What yeah, do you do on Steam? What's the button on Steam? If you can wish list it. That's the term. Pre-listed. <laughs> Click, click, but click every button on Steam you can. Just keep clicking until it kicks you out. You One of those will do it. Until your computer crashes, <laughs> just click away. Thanks for taking the time here. Of course. Awesome. I really appreciate it. All right, we are live on the PAX East show floor once again in Boston, Magic City as they call it, I think. 
Uh, and we're here at the Infernax. Am I pronouncing this uh, vaguely in the right direction? Yep, Infernax. Infernax, of course. Uh, and uh, I've got the games writer right here. If you can, uh, you know, introduce yourself. What's your name and uh, what's your involvement in the project here? Yeah, sure. Um, my name's Hunter Bond. Uh, I'm the, the lead writer. My, my co-worker, Mike, and I co-wrote the game. But uh, I work at Berserk Studio. Nice. Uh, Infernax is our 2D action platformer that's kind of a love letter to games like Zelda 2 and Castlevania 2 with a heavy dose of unnecessary gore yeah. uh, and a, <laughs> a morality system. It's, it's got a lot in there. Yes, I, I literally just saw a uh, zombified villager get pretty uh, gorily smashed in the face with a, some sort of halberd there. In fairness, he did specifically ask for it. I Listen, I'm not saying yeah. I didn't want it. I enjoyed my time. <laughs> uh, no, the the vibes of the uh, you know the eight bit, sixteen bit era, those hack and slash side scrollers are really coming through here. Even the music, I think, is really really solid. Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, do you, do you have any uh, kind of release plans? Uh, wait, so the, pre release, the, the, all the that. The game's actually been out a year, so well, Infernax is available right now on, okay. on, on all platforms. Nice, nice. Uh, we were on Game Pass for a year, but we've left Game Pass, but we're still on Xbox. Gotcha. What we're showing at the, the floor right now is we have a uh, free update coming out that adds two player uh, couch co op. Oh, so the gotcha. core game was a single player game, but after about a year of development, we decided it was important. We wanted to add co op. And yeah. the reason it took a while is the second player actually has an entirely different play style. So Ooh. the main character being kind of a traditional sword and board with some spells and stuff. Yeah. The second character uses like tools and a ranged attack. And, and so it's really designed to be like a cool co-op experience because it is much harder to play the game as the single like solo two player. So it, it, it's actually, it, it's people have been enjoying it, but I was, I was glad to see that because I was curious how people would feel about it. A more traditional way being like a carbon copy player one, right? Yeah. No, of course. Uh, what's what's your favorite part about this game? Because uh, again, I'm seeing a lot of positives right now on yeah. here. Yeah. But uh, what's your personal favorite part? Um, so, I mean, this is the first major project I've written on. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, so that was a really big thing for me to get to do. Uh, I think a big part of like the game that is fun is, you know, while writing it, as, as a game writer, it's pretty easy to want to put too many jokes into something. And the creator director Etienne was pretty adamant about not going for cheap laughs all the time. Yeah. And while I was kind of frustrated in the writing process initially, it became a better game because of that. Yeah. We actually wrote the script in a pretty non-traditional way where, so I'm the only member of the studio who's English as a first language. Everyone speaks English, but they're all French Canadian, except gotcha. for me. And so a lot of like English idioms and stuff, I was trying to like pass by uh, we ended up writing the script live together. So I streamed the script and wrote it in front of the creative director. That is so cool. It worked out better because like every time we had a thing where he didn't get what I was going for, we could just immediately talk about it instead yeah. of having to go back and forth with notes. So I think the game turned out to be as good as it is as far as the writing and the story because of the, the friction of trying to like make him happy across like, you know, a slight language barrier, but also just like he had a really strong idea of the tone he wanted mm -hmm. and trying to write a game that takes itself seriously, but not seriously enough that it is like cringy and weird because it's still a kind of goofy game yeah. that doesn't like make fun of itself all the time. Yeah. I got you. That's my favorite. No, I, I love it. I love all of it. Uh, where can people uh, check out a little bit more about this game? Obviously, it's out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Berserk Studio, anywhere you want to point some eyes yeah, to? Yeah, the, easy, the easiest way is probably look up Berserk Studio on like Twitter, which is B-E-R-Z-E-R-K Studio. Uh, we're also on, I guess we have a TikTok. <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, if you if you Google Infernax, which is I N F E R N A X, there is a Twitter. Uh, it, we, the great thing about Google and doing well is that you're on there. It's just all yeah, over yeah. the place. It, but the update comes out April 5th and is free and will be included with it for anyone who already bought the game. So that is so cool. I love it. Uh, but you know what you signed up for here? I did. Yes. We got a couple questions. All right. Just a couple for you here. Uh, now, would you like to pick up where we left off previously, or do you want to choose a number between one and ninety-nine? Uh, I'll let you pick it up. It seems easier. All right. Uh, how about this one here? Fifty-six favorite smell. Ooh, favorite smell. Yeah. Trying to think of like a if it's. I mean, so I like fresh, freshly ground coffee beans. Ooh. There, specifically because the bike shop that my friend used to run used coffee grounds, like not ground, but full coffee beans underneath the parts in his display case. Oh. So the shop always smelled like coffee. That is a smart technique. I like that. All right, 57, best candy. Oh, the best candy? It's gotta be Mike and Ike's for me. I'm a Mike and Ike's man. Wow. It's, it's not, it's basic, but I love them. Hey, I love Mike, hate Ike's. That's just my preference. <laughs> uh, 58, worst candy. Oh, the worst candy? Honestly, anything black licorice. I can't do it. I can't do black licorice. It's just, it's bad. It was like the best candy in like 1920. We've got to move on. We've, we've gotten, we got new candies. <laughs> uh, all right, I'll give you two more here. Right. 59, what's a restaurant you'd recommend? Oh, um, so I'm from New Mexico. So nice. as you might know, if you know New Mexico, we like our green chili. Mm. Uh, pretty close to my house is a small family-run restaurant called Casa Benavides. Okay. That's old enough that my dad ate there when he was like five. Nice. So uh, Casa Benavides in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Hey, shout outs. I love it. All right, question 60. What's a food you've never eaten? Eel. I've never had eel. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I've had the opportunity and I didn't do it. I think I should have, <laughs> but I did. There's a couple solid sushi places around Boston. You might be able to get yourself an eel That's roll. What's weird is I like I like sushi. I just have never had eel. All right. Tomorrow's another day. All right. <laughs> thank you so much for uh, showing me Infernax here. Look forward to it. Awesome. Have a great show. Hey, thank you. You too. We are live on the PAX show floor here in beautiful Boston, the Twin City, they call it. Uh, and we are at the uh, Rightfully Berry Arms. I love this. I love this art. I love the style of this game. Here with one of the developers. Uh, what's your name and what's your involvement in the project here? I am uh, Christopher Vishke. I'm a developer on the, the project. Um, I do the in-game art and I also uh, do some coding. Awesome, awesome. Now, now tell us about the game a little bit here. Uh, we can see it, well, I can see it in action, obviously. Yeah. The, uh, but yeah, what, what do we got working here? So Rightfully Berry Arms is a bullet hell shoot 'em up roguelike. Um, so just similar to other dungeon crawlers, you go around, tons of bullets, try to dodge them. We try to put a little bit more emphasis on planning and progression. So you're able to actually plan your dungeon crawl, plan different dungeons you want to go to. And then you're also able to gain insight into what those dungeons can, like the loot in those dungeons. Uh, so there's a little bit more forecasting going to it. Um, planning on Steam Early Access uh, this summer. Very cool. And uh, not to bury the lead, there was also <laughs> an adorable bear in a spacesuit with yeah. guns yeah, yeah. that is just, uh, I will get a pin or sticker or whatever yeah, I yeah, possibly yeah. can of that because that is uh, the greatest. Um, 
I know this is a very open question, but what's your favorite part of uh, working on this game? Uh, obviously, you've had a lot. Of, it seems like you had a lot of input onto it. Yeah. What was your favorite uh, part of working on it? Yeah, I mean, it's just it's like a it's a game that I would have loved as a child, yeah. and uh, that's kind of the stuff that I really like making. And so, uh, being able to share that with people, uh, you know, especially like my nephews, right? Like, yeah. uh, you know, when I was their age, I, this is something that I would just would have loved, and seeing them, you know, light up as they play it. That's that's probably my favorite part. So, I yeah. love it. I love it. And you said uh, aiming for the summer, right? Uh, yeah, summer for early access on Steam. Awesome. Now, where can people find out uh, a little bit more about the game, more about the company, any acts you want to point people to, anything at all? Yeah, uh, so the easiest is if you go to our website, it'll link everything, rbagame.com. That'll link the game. Uh, check us out on Steam, Wishlist. Uh, that is really helpful for us indies, so really appreciate it. No, fantastic. It gets my stamp of approval a thousand percent. I'm, I'm all in with this. But... You know what you signed up for here. Got a couple questions for you. Just a few. Uh, now, do you want to pick up where we left off, or do you want to uh, pick a random number between 1 and 99? Uh, what do you prefer? Well, a lot of the ones in the first 50 are already taken. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, so if, if you want to pick a number, I'd say maybe something in the 60 to 90 range. Right, let's do 62. I love it. I love it. 62. What's a typical day off? A typical day off, I try to do uh, the least amount of effort into anything as possible. A couch potato, that's what I thats what I like to do. Just no thinking. I can't blame you. I like it. Uh, 63, bucket list item that you accomplished. That I accomplished? Oh, that's good. Oh, yes. man. Honestly, I think it's uh, making... I, not not necessarily is accomplished, but it, it is accomplishing. Making a game is one of them. Yeah. Uh, this is actually part-time work for me. So uh, oh, I'm a full-time software engineer outside of the game industry. So I've always wanted to release a game. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm, I'm doing it and I'm pretty, pretty happy about it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. All right. We'll do maybe two more here. Uh, oh, boy. Maybe three because the second one is on a downer note. Um, bucket list item you probably won't accomplish oh man uh probably like i'm, I'm super afraid of falling in heights oh. uh but I, uh so so maybe not like jumping out of a plane but i kind of also want to do it and push myself but <laughs> yeah. like if i don't do it eh, it, it probably I, won't happen i think that's fair yeah, yeah, yeah. all right uh two more here because again this one's a little depressing name of a friend you don't keep in contact with but regret it regret it oh i i think i just have some a decent amount of just childhood friends I went to elementary school with and it's yeah. like you know you fall out of touch with them or they're they become different people and there isn't anyone in particular I, I think it's just I wish I could maybe reconnect with all of them right like yeah. no totally yeah. I all right last one here 66 what's a game that makes you feel nostalgic uh I think I think it would have to be Half-Life uh, those are like uh Half-Life and Half-Life 2 those are some of those games that uh, just made, made me really fall in love with like stories and narratives within games and yeah, uh, yeah those, those are those are those are ones I love. I love it. Great choices and uh, hey, I wish you all the best and I really thank you for taking the time to uh, to do this here. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate you stopping by the booth. No, of course. All right. All right, we are back live on the show floor for PAX East in Boston, the City of Lights, they call it. It's a beautiful town. And we're here at the booth for ODR Hockey Heroes. 
joined by one of the devs here. Can you tell us uh, your name? What's your involvement in the project? Anything about the game here? Yeah, my name's Chris Atala. Uh, I am the developer. There's only oh, one developer. There you go. Uh, it's me and an artist, basically. We got the game to where it's at, and um, we're just starting to get in people's hands. Nice, nice. And despite me uh, getting trounced here in double overtime, uh, I'm really loving this game so far. Uh, uh, Maybe tell us a little bit about the inspiration. What wanted you? I, I see some of the inspiration. Yeah, I think on your table here, but uh, yeah. yeah, what was some of the inspiration there? Uh, basically, I was a game developer working full time. On my weekend, I was playing Wayne Gretzky's 3D hockey on the N64. As as well, you should. As I should. And kind of a <laughs> light bulb went off, and I was like, oh wait, I could just make a game like this. Kind of didn't really think about it, yeah. and so basically spent my evenings and weekends working on it. Uh, in 2019, went full time working on the project. That's awesome. That's really cool. Now, is this actually out? Is it pre-release? Uh, what are we looking at? Is there a pipeline for when it is full yeah, release? Yeah, you can go to RDO, excuse me, odrhockeyheroes.ca. Uh, you can use the QR code. Nice. Uh, there you can join the mailing list, and we're sending out beta keys to people to help test. And uh, in January is when the full release is going to be. That is awesome, yeah. Because this is... It it's basically, yeah, NHL 93 combined with NFL Blitz is my, kind of the vibe I'm getting combined off of it. with also uh, RPG mechanics. So there's the whole story mode, unlock yeah, equipment, cool. upgrade your character, uh, dialogue between teammates, trying to add that progression systems you get from most games into sports games. It's been missing forever. No, I, I love it. I love what you're doing here. Uh, yeah, is there uh, anywhere people can check out a little more of the game, anything yeah. like that? Uh, yeah. Social media, at ODR Hockey Heroes or ODR Hockey odrhockeyheroes.ca I love it I love it but you know what you signed up yeah, for here here we go. you got a couple questions All right. now we can pick up where I last left off okay. or you can pick a number between 1 and 99 randomly and we'll start there something toward the end I think a lot of the beginning ones were 72 I love it alright <laughs> 72 what's a big turn off of yours turn off turn off uh, <laughs> I don't know. Should we ask my wife? She's right there. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's giving me the eye. Uh, I don't know. Let's go with uh, not picking up after yourself. Let's go with that. Oh, Let's go with that solid, solid. Let's go. All right, 73. Do you consider yourself an artist? Uh, I find that one actually pretty interesting uh, as game developers. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. I do. we're making art. Video games are art. Oh, yeah. No question. 74. What's something you tried to cook and failed? Everything. I'm awful at cooking. <laughs> you can ask her again. I'm awful at cooking. 75. Dub the Ben Hansen after the uh, first guest of this year's show. Okay. What's the greatest piece of art of all time? Uh, ODR Hockey Heroes. <laughs> this man. This man knows how to plug. <laughs> I love it. Well, I'll leave you there. Thank you so much for your time. You got a heck of a game happening here. I wish you all the best. Yeah, appreciate it. Have a great day, guys. Hey, thank you. Sincerely. Thank you. All right, we are back on the PAX East show floor in beautiful Boston. Uh, city with the broad shoulders is what they call it here. And we are, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> uh, we are here live at the Trinity Fusion booth. We got one of the game devs right here. If you can, uh, yeah, tell me your name and your involvement on the project here. What's up? My name is Craig. I'm a level and combat designer at Angry Mob Games. Uh, yeah, I think I answered that question, actually. <laughs> no, you did excellently. Now, you got the game here. Uh, it seems like, uh, and I'm, I'm bad with the buzzwords, so please correct me here, but it seems like kind of a 
Metroidvania-esque hack and slash kind of game here? Am I am I in the right alley? You're, you're getting close. Okay. So we are in, we are a brand new action roguelite, uh -huh. uh, somewhat Metroidvania style. Yeah. A little bit closer to uh, like Dead Cells, but yeah, ah, it's got it's got that Metroid aesthetic in oh. certain places. Oh, for sure, for sure. And yeah, I've been uh, kind of circling the booth here all day here. I'm really liking what I'm seeing here. Um, tell me, what, what's your involvement in the game? What's, what's kind of your favorite part of the project so far? Okay, so uh, I am the level and combat designer. Basically, uh, we started out with uh, like creating a bunch of enemies, and I'm, I basically uh, make a whole series of rooms and levels that use like a consistent sort of like styling to them that are make those enemies good to fight in. I set them up in formations; they don't spawn on their own. So like. Uh, I set them up in ways that it's just like, okay, so this group of enemies is going to provide an interesting challenge, this group of enemies is going to provide an interesting challenge, now I need to come up with a couple of arenas where we can place them organically by the using the level generator. Gotcha, gotcha. And so that's what I mean by like combat designer, that guy just got out of bounds. <laughs> Never mind, good, there's a platform beneath them. Listen, work in progress, work in progress. Work in progress. Yeah. <laughs> that was supposed to happen? Or... No! You just went, my guy, you just went through a wall. <laughs> That's not supposed to happen. Secret area. There it's a go. feature, not a bug. Always a feature, not a bug. Look, if it doesn't soft lock you, it's a feature. <laughs> no, I'm loving it. Uh, so, when are you guys uh, planning a release here? Is it? Uh, can you wish list it? Can you pre-order? What do we got going? You can wish list it right now. We have a demo that's live right now on Steam. We're hitting in early access in April. So yeah. next month on the 13th. Very cool, and yeah, it does have that, uh, you know, fans of Dead Cells will be very pleased here. Uh, dare I say, even a little Samus-y, a little Metroid-y in kind of the best ways with the enemy design. I, I like what I'm seeing a lot here. Uh, is there anywhere people could check out more of the game on socials, for, uh, check out you guys a little bit more, anything like that? Oh uh, yeah, we're Trinity the Game on uh, Twitter. We also are, we have a YouTube channel for Angry Mob Games. That's where we posted all of our trailers and things like that. Nice. Uh, we have a Discord that's pretty easy to find. If you go to any of our socials, we link to it everywhere. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, I got a couple questions for you. All if you right. dare take on the journey here. I, I do like the sheet of actually, like, is that actually 99 questions? Oh, it's, it's some would say too many questions. Yes. Oh, okay. uh, we're not going to be going through all 99 here, but if, if you got a number between 1 and 99, maybe something toward the back end okay. because we burnt through a lot of the beginning 84. ones today. 84. What's 84? Would you change your middle name? Which one? You have two middle names. Yeah. I might. Uh, either or both, I'll say. Uh, I might. I'm not a fan of either of them, to be honest. Okay. What would you change it to? Oh, man, it's got to be something cool, like, uh, let's see, Bulldozer or <laughs> <laughs> Dune Wrecker. I don't know. I like throw, throw them both together. Bulldozer, Dune Bulldozer, Wrecker. Bulldozer, Dune Wrecker. <laughs> no, my name is Cheeseburger Texas. <laughs> Put that on a business card? I'm in. <laughs> Uh, 85. What's a good impression you can do? Oh, a good impression? Yeah, that's... Uh, and you know I'm going to ask you to do a little bit if you can. Oh, man. Uh, a good impression? I don't think that I have one of those, but I, I can do... Like, okay, so one of our one of our luggages for the, the trip is like this Minnie Mouse backpack, and anytime someone brings it up, I'm like, Oh, boy, Minnie, we're going to go with Patsy's! That's good. That's good. <laughs> that's downright good. All right, I'll give you a couple more here. 86, is there a tattoo you wanted to get, but are glad you didn't get? No. 
Because here's the thing. Yeah. The tattoo that I want to get, I still kind of want to get. Whoa. Okay. The thing is, it's one of those things where it's just like, that's going to look good for like a year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Just like, I might regret that. All right. We will see. And let's see. How about... We got two more here. 87. How would you describe your 16-year-old self? My... Oh man, my 16 years old self was actually like legitimately motivated. I was making, I was making Team Fortress 2 maps for like my friends. Absolutely, like nothing was stopping me. I was just like, I don't care if this works. This looks cool. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. Under like, the username Cheeseburger Texas. My username Cheeseburger Texas. I like big trucks, big food, and bigger women. Again, I, if this is the motto of Trinity Fusion, I'm, I'm, I'm putting this on a wish list today. Uh, uh, one more for you. 88, what's the worst injury you ever had? Uh, worst injury I ever had? Easily, easily, easily when I decided that I could skateboard down to 45 degree incline. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fractured my wrists. Mm. Ripped up the sides of my body. Ooh. I still got the scars. Yeah, I can do very little on a 45 degree incline, uh, let alone getting on wheels. Oh, it was a nasty road, too. I have no idea what possessed me to go down that. It was like bumpy. Uh, well, uh, I'm looking forward to the game. I thank you so much for your time. You've been very generous here. I like uh, the questions. Hey, fun. I try my best. Have a great PAX. You too. <laughs> thank you so much. We're here on the PAX East show floor one more time to round out the day. Uh, the Big Easy, Boston, as they call it. Uh, and uh, we've covered every side of PAX today, from the developers, to the tabletop, to the board games, to the everything. We got to talk to the cosplayers. We got to. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, what's your name? What do you do? And what are you cosplaying as? Hi, I'm Kelsey Cosplay. I'm a cosplayer. I'm also a game dev, and I'm here cosplayed as Morrigan from Darkstalkers. Yes, wonderfully, I may add. Uh, now, you said you're a game dev. What are the odds? We ran into you here. Uh, what are you What are you working on, or what have you worked on? Um, my most re recent game that I've worked on is Knockout City at Velen Studios. I'm currently on a prototype that has been uh, not talked about, so I can't say anything else about it. I love Knockout City. I was so sad when it got uh, yeah, shut yeah. down. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I've also uh, worked on Paladins and Smite and another NBA game, the, uh, uh, the Dragon Prince uh, game that is yet to be released. This is, what a Venn diagram of, <laughs> of things coming together here. Well, look at this, this is fantastic. What are you enjoying about PAX here? Uh, is this your first uh, time here? No, this is actually probably my third or fourth time. I haven't been here in a couple of years due to some life things and then COVID and everything. So yeah. um, I probably haven't been here in about four or five years. So I'm really happy to be back. Um, I really love the panels, just the amount of really great content that's here and obviously cosplay. I really love to be here and the community is awesome. No, it really is. It truly is. Uh, but for my purposes for the show, we got one more question that we got to end the day with. Thank you, my producer, Dan, for holding my Fantasy Star 4 vinyl uh, <laughs> coming in clutch. You're going to be answering 99, the titular question, wow. the top of the mountain here. All right. it's, a, it's a little bit of a deep question to spring on someone at a PAX, but uh, I'm ready. question 99, what do you want to be remembered for? Remembered for? Uh, being kind. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. And you know what? You have been exceptionally kind to uh, 
use your time here to talk to me today. Is there anything you want to plug or promote or put people's eyes to? Anything at all, please. Um, follow my page, Kelsa Cosplay. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Uh, and go vote in the next election. Yes. I think everyone should. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. That's PAX East in the books. Please wishlist, buy, pre-order, check out these folks' games. But we have so much to cover here. The red light's on. It's last call time. Let's figure out what we learned here today. We learned from Antonio with Toy Tactics that he is, in fact, the coolest dude. Trophies in the mail. We learned from Avi with Every Day We Fight that he can fight a bear and he will be on pay-per-view. We learned from Stefan with Wargroove 2 that 13 is actually unlucky. We learned from Conrad with Backpack Heroes that Mads Mikkelsen can do it all. We learned from George with Rabble Games that Bud Light Seltzer is open to sponsorship. So Bud Light, hit up your boy. We learned from Brandon with 30XX that Mega Man 2's Game Boy music is a secret banger. We learned from Steve with a wrestle story that any food that's round and has a hole is comforting. And I will not be accepting any further comment on that. We learned from Hunter with Infradax that green chili is the bomb. We learned from Christopher with Rightfully Bury Arms. Never to bury the lead with your bear protagonist. We learned from Chris with ODR Hockey Heroes that video games are art. We learned from Craig with Trinity Fusion all about the tale of Cheeseburger Texas. And we learned from Kelsa Cosplay that everyone should go out and vote. I'll see you again in two weeks for our next episode. Until then, thank you and good night from... Tinseltown itself, Boston, Massachusetts.